This is the You Need to Know podcast, putting the spotlight on black businesses you need to know that are serving our community. Now, here's your host, Tommy B. Welcome to You Need to Know, the You Need to Know podcast. It shines the light on black business owners and entrepreneurs. And, and most of you have heard the term STEM. Stands for science, technology, engineering, and math, and it remains in the public discussion pretty heavily as as it pertains to engaging women and and young girls. But it's also a big focus in the African American community and in in, in black schools. So I have a specialist here today, uh, business owner Stephanie Espy. Stephanie, how are you today? Thanks for having me. I'm doing pretty well. Trying to avoid the flu. <laughs> <laughs> Good for you. Applause, applause. You've done it. <laughs> but Stephanie is an author. Uh, she's a chemical engineer, uh, founder. And I have to say this right. I should have asked you, Stephanie, is it Matsby? Almost like your name. Is that the way it's pronounced? Math SP. Math SP. The SP stands for Strategies and Problem Solving. Yeah, it's almost like because your name is pronounced SP. So Math SP. Correct. Tell our audience, uh, you know, because I will profess, you know, I'm I'm in the I was in the journalism field probably because uh, I, I I ran from math to a certain degree as as a young person, <laughs> and uh, yeah. But but what got you interested in? science, technology, engineering, and math from as a youth, as, as a child? What got you started? Well, if I'm completely honest, and, um, you know, I give a lot of the credit to my parents. Um, both of my parents are engineers, and my mom has degrees in chemical engineering and math, and my dad has degrees in electrical engineering. So I grew up in a home with a lot of influence um, just from by virtue of having, you know, my parents as parents of um, a lot of influence on getting involved in math and science at a very early age. And um, not only were my parents in those industries, my aunts and uncles and, you know, immediate family were also in some way, shape or form in a STEM field. So there was a, there was a, so much influence around me growing up. It was really hard not to, not no <laughs> room to hide. Degree or <laughs> no. have an interest in STEM. Um, I think if I had not had an interest, I would be, I would have been the rebellious child. <laughs> <laughs> you had no room so, to run, no was, room to hide. Uh, you, you, you were there. You, you were, uh, you were in a position where it was going to be your, your future. I see. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Go ahead. Yeah. I mean, of course my parents let me decide what I wanted do. Actually, my younger sister has a degree like you in, in journalism and PR. Mm-hmm. So she um, she is the one that we say we tease her all the time and say that she's adopted. Um, <laughs> there's um, I have three siblings and two of them um, are in STEM and then my younger sister is not. And so we just tease her all the time. She's doing wonderful things. But anyway, so um, but yeah, I think that my parents did a lot of things intentionally. Mm-hmm. As well as, um, you know, they just really put a lot of effort into helping us to understand the way things work and have a, a innate curiosity about things around us. Um, my dad would always call us outside to help him fix the car and do things that traditionally were for boys. But he has three girls mm-hmm. and one boy. Gotcha. And, the, and my sister and I are the oldest. So, you know, he relied on the two of us a lot of the time to help him do you know, handyman type of things and fix things. And, you know, in doing all those things, you're, you're really learning about physics 
Mm. Um, my mom loved to cook, but she made cooking into experimenting. So it was a lot of experiments she did in the kitchen that got us really interested in, in science. Um, so my parents did little things, again, a lot of them intentionally, I think, but to help us nurture a, a, um, just an appreciation for STEM and how STEM is really all around us. Now, you're an author also. You wrote a book, um, and, and the book is for young girls or uh, targeting young girls uh, called STEM Gems. What, what, how, how'd you come up with that? Absolutely. I feel that um, this book is really the, the book I wish I had growing up. So I wrote it with girls and young women in mind, um, tweens, teens, um, age, age, age girls. And I really wanted them to um, understand the opportunities, be aware of opportunities, be exposed to opportunities. There's that phrase that um, you're, you probably have heard of before that says you can't be what you can't see. Mm-hmm. And that is something that I say at least once a day. Um, and firmly believe that if it's not something that you're exposed to, then you're never, ever going to consider it as an an option. And so I wrote this book to give girls options um, and opportunities that they may have not have otherwise thought of. Um, A lot of these careers are not things you're going to see on television. Unfortunately, there's no show like Grey's Anatomy or Law and Order that focuses on engineers and scientists. Um, and typically when you have a character on television that is an engineer or scientist, they're, they're usually the person that's very awkward or eccentric or um, in some way just weird or strange that, you know, you don't really look at that person as a, a role model type of character. Mm-hmm. And so we just really lack of role models and, and places that we can find um, someone that's, that's shining the light on STEM careers. We lack that in the media and we lack it in our day-to-day lives. Mm-hmm. And so without having parents in your home who are in the STEM space, how do girls who don't have that, how do they then decide to pursue a career in that space if they don't have anyone opening their eyes to these different options? So I wrote this book to really do that, to give those girls um, and you know, and boys too. I don't want to exclude the boys, but primarily girls because there is a huge gender gap in STEM. So focusing on how can I help to close this gender gap? So part of the reason why I wrote this book is to help them understand the career choices that are available for them, help them understand how these careers and these women are changing the world every single day, how they're helping people through STEM. And by virtue of exposing them to these different careers, Mm -hmm. then possibly they would then be like, aha, or wow, that's really cool. That's interesting. I never thought about that. I don't know much about it. Let me learn more, you know, kind of just engage them in a way that excites them. And and so they want to learn more and possibly want to pursue a a career in one of these areas. Now, your your company actually uh, is open to all. Uh, all young people, uh, anyone who wants to actually improve themselves in that er- in the area of STEM. But you know, we've been hearing for years that that black children struggle with STEM. Um, are is it true? Is that still true? Uh, and are there signs that the trend is reversing? If it, if it is true, well, you know, it's a tough question. I don't have the data on whether you know uh, race has anything to do with lack of skill or anything like that. Mm -hmm. Um, I really believe it's just, you know, when we look at the numbers, what we do know is that only 19% of engineers are women. Mm -hmm. Um, 
around around actually around 18 percent around 19 percent of engineers of are of computer scientists are women and then of that only three percent are african-american women Mm. so when we think about the percentages and i don't know the percentage for men but i know that only three percent of engineering degrees are going to african-american women there's not a lot of african-american women out there to really show what's possible in these areas so i don't think it's necessarily a lack of skill it goes back to the lack of exposure and a lack of interest because of the lack of exposure. So So they're not seeing the role models in the companies. They're not seeing with you're an exception because you grew up in a household where both your parents were uh, engineers, but, but in many, maybe in many households and many communities, they may not see as many in the science, technology, engineering, and math. Right. Like I said, at least for women is only 3%. So I grew up in DeKalb County schools in Mm -hmm. Decatur, Georgia Mm -hmm. with, um, at a all black high school. Okay. Um, and you know, I have lots of friends who went on to become doctors and lawyers and teachers and, um, politicians and whatnot. But from my high school, I was one of one or the only to actually, not only, but one of few that actually went on to pursue a degree in engineering or computer science or mm-hmm. any kind of underrepresented STEM field. Sure. So why is that? You know, it, it, it wasn't, my teachers were awesome in helping me with my foundation in math and science, but no, there was no talk about engineering and computer science career-wise, you know, in the school enough. I mean, it was mentioned from time to time, but not enough that really drove people to want to pursue careers in that space. And Mm. so I think that in these Black communities, in the Black schools, there just needs to be more of an emphasis on it. There's examples Mm. of schools today that are exercising STEM. Right. They're right. getting more black kids to choose STEM. Drew Chart is a perfect example of a school that's doing something right. They have a repeat that school again. Repeat Charter. that school again, Stephanie. What was that school you mentioned? Drew Drew Charter. Ah, got it. School. Okay, got it. Um, I believe it's in um, DeKalb County. I'm not exactly sure which county, but anyway, I know that they have a huge focus on STEM at that school. They have engineering teachers. They have computer science clubs. They have um, all sorts of of clubs and after school activities that surround that engage their kids in STEM, and these are black kids we're mm, talking about. Yeah. And so they're getting the interest. They're 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 getting their kids interested in STEM because they're intentionally doing it. And so it's not that black kids can't do it. Mm-hmm. We just need parents and teachers and someone in our community to to open our eyes to these different opportunities, and then we can see ourselves in those particular industries. So again, it's not a black, it's not a color thing so much Mm -hmm. as an exposure thing. Now, considering the fact that everybody's got a phone these days, or, or a lot of, most of the young people are familiar with smartphones and, and all the focus on apps and, and coding, et cetera. Um, and, and, and this is from your perspective. If, if you had the opportunity, you had that magic wand, to just wave over the culture. What do you think the culture could do better? Um, and, and you're doing it basically in, in many cases when I look at your company and the things that you do with your STEM gems book, uh, your company that, uh, in, you know, basically you tutor. Uh, what do you think the culture could do better to improve at least the engagement in STEM? Well, 
I think our culture has to go from consumption to creation. It has to be a culture change from consumption. We consume, 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 but we're not creating. We're not creators. We're not inventors. We're not thinkers and problem solvers. Mm -hmm. And so you mentioned cell phones. Perfect example of um, what I mean by that, because nine times out of 10, you go into a high school, you go into middle school and everybody, every kid has a cell phone Mm -hmm. and everybody downloads apps and everybody uses apps. And everybody plays video games and everybody's using technology and everyone's using voice recognition technology with Siri and Alexa and everybody's excited about these different things. Mm-hmm. And then you ask, you know, on the creation side, how many, how many students have ever actually built their own app or their own website or, you know, their own video game? How many have actually created something and the hands go from 100% being up because everybody owns technology to being down because no one's actually even thought about creating it. Mm-hmm. So I think the culture shift has to be from not just, oh, let me download this new app and use it, or, oh, let me get the latest cell phone mm-hmm. with the latest technology, but it has to go from that to, wow, I would love to actually create the next big technology. I would love to be on the creation side of, how these apps are actually produced. I would love to invent something, create something, problem solve something. I think that mind shift mm-hmm. has to happen in our homes, in our communities, in our schools, for us to see more black kids, especially boys and girls saying, you know what, that's, that's so much more important mm-hmm. and powerful than being the next singer, actor, ball player. Good. That's Absolutely. something that Absolutely. you can do. The odds of doing something in STEM are much higher than the odds of becoming the next LeBron James. I'll tell you that. Mm-hmm. So we need more of these kids thinking along those lines and being creators of different things that they're using all the time and engaging with all the time than just sitting back and waiting for someone else to do it, create it, and us just take it, buy it and take advantage of it. Now, tell us about Math SP, that your company, and and how do you guys how do you, how do you as a company uh, uniquely tackle maybe some issues that you're dealing with? Because uh, you don't target just one community. I mean, your your company's open to everyone uh, who can actually sign up. So, tell us a little bit about you, your company, well, the company and your issues or any things you may have to tackle. Sure. Well, I started Math SP about ten years. This is my tenth year now, and it really started as this. STEM academic coaching and test prep coaching business because I love STEM. I love coaching. I love kids. I love teaching, educating, all of that. So, you know, when I decided to do this, it was just really the perfect fit for me because it combined so many different hats that I like to wear into kind of one unique space. And so really, you know, we're based in Atlanta, Georgia. We're the only really STEM focused academic coaching business um, in this area. Mm, okay. And we work with students starting in middle school, middle school, high school, um, predominantly a little bit of college as well. We work with predominantly middle and high school students in the Metrolina area, become what I call more STEM fluent. And STEM fluency is all about the ability to think, to problem solve, to create, to innovate, you know, to think outside the box, really. Mm-hmm. And I think that a lot of times when these kids are in math and science classes, they, you know, are taught something a certain way. And if you change one word, if you change one, you know, one thing in the question, then all of a sudden they say, I've never seen this before. My teacher never taught it. This is, I don't know what this is. I'm so confused because 
they don't understand the bigger picture. Mm -hmm. They're not able to connect the dots. And that comes into play. We see that also when it comes time to take a standardized exam like the SAT or the ACT, when their job is to read questions and answer them in, you know, a minute and a minute or a minute and a half, Mm -hmm. and they read a question and they're not even sure how to approach it, yet they may be a A, B student in the classroom, they can't really understand how these questions work because they're not able to connect the dots and think critically. So critical thinking is something that's extremely important to being a successful, um, you know, person in STEM. And so at math SP, we really try to help kids think critically. Mm -hmm. We, um, we help them with math and science subjects, you know, STEM based subjects. We help them with test prep coaching, but we're helping them to become better thinkers. We're not just going to sit there like maybe a traditional tutor may do and just like get through an assignment and be done with it because they finished an assignment. We're really going to, you know, help kind of see what's in their head, ask them a lot of questions, get them to think for themselves. So you're getting, you're getting them to do more than just, you're getting them to do more than just take a test. Basically, I mean, you're, you're, absolutely. Cause yeah. the test, you know, the test is going to be done and then you're going to move on to something else. Sure. But the key learning that you need to take from whatever you're currently working on is really going to build and build and build. I and mean, you can't understand what you're doing currently. It's going to be really difficult to do the next subject or the next topic or the next, you know, concept mm-hmm. when everything really adds on to what you learned, you know, prior to. Sure. So we kind of really want to strengthen their foundation, close any gaps in the understanding, get them to think critically and logically, help them to problem solve so that they can go on and become, you know, proficient and hopefully choose a STEM career. But if not, at least have a, a good understanding of how STEM, you know, works in the real world. Now, now Stephanie, you, you is there any or maybe one or two moments where you were able to overcome challenges that, that really, those moments of success that you uh, don't forget and, and use those moments to continue to grow your company. Is, is there, are there any things you can share? Um, yeah, I mean, you know, it depends on what part of my life we're talking about. Here. <laughs> I mean, obviously, I had, <laughs> there are challenges when I was growing up in grade school. There are challenges that I had in college, challenges I've had in starting a business challenges I've had as an adult. So I mean, I've, take I've the business part of it. Take the business, take that business part of it. You're, you're looking at, um, you know, even having students, uh, that may have, uh, inspired you, uh, after you worked with them to go on and do some great things. Any, anything, anything there, anything you can share? Well, those will be successes, mm-hmm. uh, more than challenges. It's oh, always yeah. Yeah. A, a great day when you, when you influence someone so much so that they then decide to, um, you know, pursue a STEM field. Um, sure. I, you know, I just got a message from a parent saying, hey, my daughter is a computer science major, but she's thinking about switching her major and dropping out. Can you please talk to her? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I'm like, wow, like, you know, she made it so far. She's in this degree program mm-hmm. and she's going to drop it for, you know, whatever reason. And so if I can step in there and, be a, you know, a voice for her or help her understand or get through some of the challenges she's experiencing. I mean, I've experienced those same challenges being a college student in a very difficult degree program and having those doubts, those fears, 
of, oh, maybe I'm not good enough, or, oh, maybe this is too hard, or, oh, maybe this over here just will be easier. Switch my major because that would be easier than what I'm doing now. I mean, I've been through all of that. So mm-hmm. if I can share that with someone else who who's on the fence, who may be thinking this is too hard or challenging, I want to do something easier, then I'm happy to, to be that person to show, you know, these young women that, you know, don't, don't quit, don't stop. I mean, computer science is one of those degrees that, you know, once you have it, you can really do anything you want to do. You have a skill right. set that so few people have. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, even if you, you know, depending on the reason you're deciding to switch, but assuming that, you know, it's nothing too, um, you know, too transformative, you could, you know, if it's just difficulty and um, lack of support, we can fix that. You know, yeah, you don't want them going from turn that around. computer science so, to English. You know, I, yeah, that's a that's a dramatic jump. If if uh, if someone came to you with a, you know, I'm going to leave science to go to English uh, to be an English major, and you know, that's a conversation to be had. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right, right. And I don't know what she's thinking about switching to, but I know it's something that's less challenging. You know, at least for her. And um, so her, anyway, her father asked if I could speak with her. And so it's things like that that I actually enjoy mm-hmm. um, because it allows me to encourage someone to stick with it. Um, there's a reason why she decides to pursue that area to begin with. And mm-hmm. if we can go back to those reasons and if it's for the right reasons, then, you know, don't let that fear kind of steer you from finishing what you started. And let me clarify, just because a student goes from, uh, computer science to English. I'm not knocking the English majors out there. Okay, I'm not. Just, just let me clarify. But but if someone started <laughs> off, and... <laughs> a lot of people, you know, it's challenging for yeah. sure. I tell you, writing a book was very challenging. I'm sure an English major could write it much more easily than I could. <laughs> yeah, I understand. I got you. Hey, so so what advice would you give parents um, on developing a STEM friendly environment? You grew up, of course in an environment where, where your parents were already in the, in the STEM field, but for parents who may not have a STEM background, what recommendations would you give them? What would you tell a parent to make, make it more STEM friendly? Oh man, I would tell a parent so many different things. I mean, I I would need an hour to talk (laughs) to a parent about things they can do, but you know, one of the things that you can do, no matter your background, no matter your education level, your background, your current career is, Look around you. I mean, it's literally, if you open your eyes and look around you, look in the kitchen, look in the bedroom, look in the living room, look outside, everything around us is STEM. And mm-hmm. we, especially for younger kids, you know, we can do simple things around the house, around our environment to show cool, like, oh my gosh, that's really different, it's unique, that's awesome. We don't have to understand how it works or why it works that way. We can still show and, and, and help our kids become curious about the STEM around us. I think, it's, again, it goes back to being very intentional um, and doing simple, small things that you might even think about as STEM, but showing them how if you mix this and that, you know, if you're baking something, you're baking bread, how the, you know, the yeast rises and, you know, just making that into a family activity, um, if you have some magnets helping kids understand magnetic forces and how things stick together, um, if you have, you know, crayons showing them how different colors, you know, mix to produce other colors. Mm, I mean, little, little things you can do at home. Um, If you're in a shopping mall, you can help your kids understand percent Mm -hmm. and how discounts and how percents work by taking, you know, 
a, a discounted price and, and, you know, calculating the new price with the discount or what yeah. have you. Mm-hmm. Just little things that you can do. Now, of course, there's lots of programs out there that are available for mm-hmm. kids um, to to partake in. There's NSBE, which is the National Society of Black Engineers, mm-hmm. and they have a NSBE Junior chapter, which is for kids um, to be a part of as early as I think even first grade or second grade. Sure. So you can get your kids a part of the Nesby Junior chapter in wow. your area. Good idea. Get them a part of Black Girls Code, mm-hmm. of Girls Who Code. Get them engaged in summer programs that are free at different college campuses or those that are, you know, even at a, a, a cost, but um, a low cost or what have you. I mean, look, just look for opportunities to get your kids engaged and never, ever, ever put your own personal fear onto your child. If you're not a STEM mm. person, if you hate math, Excellent. if you hate Good science, idea. never, ever share that with them. Good point. Let them believe you are a scientist. Let them believe <laughs> you are, you did wonderfully in math. Don't ever put that fear onto them because they internalize that. Yes, they and do. And they feel like, oh, well, if my mom did, wasn't good in math, I'm not good in math. If my dad wasn't good, I'm not, you know, I think that's, something that we do too much is we always share, mm-hmm. oh, I can't do that. I don't have to do that. That's too hard for me. Yeah. And we tell that to our kids and then they internalize that. Well, why do I have to learn this then? You know, you don't learn it. You didn't learn it. You don't get it. Why do I have to get it? So I think we have to just talk to our kids differently and help them to see the little things around us from weather patterns to um, different materials and maybe jackets like, okay, it's this many degrees outside today. Which of these five jackets should we wear mm-hmm. based on the temperature? Little, little things around us that we can do mm-hmm. for our kids, depending on their age, to help them appreciate and be curious about the world. Because it really comes down to curiosity. Yes, it does. If they're curious, if they want to yeah. dig deeper and learn more, you know, ask lots of questions to dig. That's what a scientist is. A scientist is a curious person who yeah. wants to learn more about something. And help well, understand how something works. An engineer yeah. is someone who likes to create, ask questions, and figure out how can I make things better and do things differently. Stephanie, you're doing some incredible things. How do people follow you, stay in touch with you, and anyone who who, who will actually need your services? How do they connect with you? Um, well, if you are interested in the STEM gyms and learning about different careers in STEM, especially for your daughter or niece or or mentee or whoever. Um, is in your life, and you can go to the STEM Gems book website, which is stemgemsbook.com. Um, if you're interested in that academic coaching we talked about, test prep coaching, um, and you're in the Atlanta area, you can look on the Math SP website, which is math, the letter S, the letter P.com. Um, you can certainly find me on Twitter and LinkedIn and social, you know, all the social media platforms. Um, if you're on LinkedIn, it's Stephanie Espy. If you are on Twitter or Facebook, it's either at STEM Gems Book or at Math SP, depending upon, you know, which which interest you have. So you could definitely find me in, <laughs> online as well as, um, you know, in the Atlanta area. I do travel quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I'm pretty accessible through social media. Excellent. Uh, Stephanie, you're doing some amazing stuff. Uh, kudos to you um, with your your science, technology, uh, engineering, and math focus, uh, math SP. Uh, you know, keep doing your thing. And by the way, you you are a chemical engineer. What was your focus when with with chemical engineering? By the way, before I let you go. Sure, I um, 
I worked in polymer science, then switched over to oil and gas. Um, I was working for BP at the time, and then also worked in um, metabolic engineering with natural rubber plants. So and I can, you know, again, talk for hours about each of those different things. But um, I've had experience in a manufacturing plant, experience working in a laboratory, um, doing, you know, novel research experience, um, you know, in a corporate America environment, um, working at BP. So a lot of different types of experiences. That's the thing about engineering. I mean, you can kind of do anything you want to do. Um, there's so many opportunities because everything around us is STEM. It, literally, it is. And so there's, always, there's so many options out there for, for STEM people because everything around us is STEM. So we need engineers and scientists in literally every aspect of our world is touched by engineer or scientist. We will have the information posted on the podcast page on how people can follow you how people can connect with you. I just want to say thank you so much for being a part of the podcast, uh, the You Need to Know Black Business podcast. Uh, you're doing some amazing things. And, I, you know, the future's in good thank hands you. with our young people. We, we thank you so oh, much. Thank you. More information on how <laughs> well, you can... you're very welcome. No, no, no problem. Thank you. More information is <laughs> coming up on the You Need to Know Black uh, Business podcast on how you can connect with uh, Stephanie and, and other black entrepreneurs and business people like her want to just say thank you again to Stephanie Espy for being our guest. This is the You Need to Know Black Business Podcast. You've been listening to the You Need to Know Podcast, putting the spotlight on black businesses you need to know that are serving our community. Subscribe by going to castropolis.net. That's castropolis.net. Also, search You Need to Know Podcast on SoundCloud. Interested in becoming a spotlight business on the You Need to Know Podcast? Click on the Spotlight My Business link at the podcast page. Thanks for listening. Listening.